Joel, verse 25 and verse 26. And I will restore to you the years the locusts have eaten, the canker worm, the caterpillar, the palmer worm, my great army which I sent among you. You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. Praise the name of the Lord our God that dwelt wonderfully with you. And my people shall never be ashamed. We're going to share this morning divine restoration. How I many you know the Bible said God cannot lie? He's not a man. You take this Bible from the beginning to the end, and you'll find some of the people that God mightily used had many faults and shortcomings, but God still mightily used them. A guy from Louisiana told me one time at a conference, a man got up and prophesied, said, The Lord told me to tell y'all, talking to this man, said, Your brother's not going to die. God's going to raise him up. He died. I read after David Wilkerson, he said, I have been so moved at time that I give a prophecy. And it turned out wrong. But God never has given a word that's turned out wrong. Every word that he's ever spoken accomplished exactly what he said it was going to do. And he says here, I will restore. How many believe God's going to restore? He's going to restore. Amen. We want to thank Jared Hogan. Him and some of his workers came up Thursday and worked the biggest part of the day fixing these lights. We want to just thank him. God is sending people, laborers are stepping up and feeling the call. We're glad that Starla's here today. Just glad she's here. I want to thank all of you. For your prayers, prayers moves God. And then God moves when you pray. He hears your prayers. Maybe not be on our basis and when we want it answered, but he hears and answers prayers. She'll probably tell later. We want to thank all of you for the food that you've carried out at Angie and Mike Hills and over at... Gina and them, it's not only been a blessing to Starlet, it's been a blessing to the Hills. The Hills have just remodeled their house. Wonderful looking master bedroom. When Starlet come home, they moved her into it and moved out into a camper and said, that's yours. I want you to know that God's on the throne. I don't care what's going on. All the troubles and trials does not move God. And I believe Starla said when she was up there in the hospital right before the surgery, if it's not correct, she can correct me. She's a single mom with two children, diagnosed with cancer, not really knowing what's going to be the results. But she said, never in my life have I felt such peace come over me. I want you to know he's the prince of peace in the midst of your storm. He's the God Almighty that upholds all things. Praise God. Rhonda was telling me the other day, I don't know she was at Walmart somewhere, sort of meditating on God. She said, Brother Bill, it's just like a 
bucket of oil was poured on top of my head. And it just ran down off of me. I never felt so much of the power and the glory of God in my life. The Bible said God's glory fills all this, this earth. You cannot go anywhere. David said you cannot go anywhere that the presence of God is not there. Where you're sitting right now, you're sitting in the presence of God. You might say, well, I don't feel him. Or that that's not his fault. He's here. He said, I will what? Restore. I will restore. Going to give you back all your years. It's been wasted. Who believes this report? The word has to be mixed with faith. You can hear the word, but it must be mixed with faith. And then we have to be a doer of the word. We have to act on what he said. He said, the years which the locusts have eaten in South Africa today, while you're sitting here right now, the locusts is swarming that nation and devouring their crops. One grasshopper can eat its total weight every day, destroying their crops. They're in the process of starvation. Not only you need to pray for America, you need to pray for the world. The Queen of England said the other day, this is the worst crisis that she's ever seen in her life since World War II. We're seeing things that generations have never seen. But God stands up in the midst of it. I just feel him saying, I will restore. No matter what's happening, he said, I will restore. I'm looking for restoration, restoration of divineness of God. This word here symbolizes those periods in your life that you have seen emptiness of good and you have been filled with trouble. Peggy come outside yesterday and said, we don't have no water. I said, I know it. One of the outside hydrants just blew out. I'm turning the water off, trying to fix it. Decided to mow, mow, mowed a little bit, and it sputtered a little bit and quit. I went in the house. She said, I believe we're being tried. Can I share with you this morning what trials are going to do to you? What Zig Ziglar, the world fame motivator, said that trials do two things to you. They'll make you better or make you bitter. That's what they're going to do. They're going to make you bitter or you're going to get better. God has a plan in his life, your life, my life. He will restore. How many believe that this morning? He will restore. The leopards came to Jesus, said, if you will, you can heal me. He said, I will. When he says, I will, he means, I am going to do it. I'm going to do it. Divine revelation. God promised to restore the Hebrews' goods. He will restore ours too. He's going to restore the word restore there means he's going to make it beautiful again. God gives the increase. He gives the increase. God can and will restore all your wasted years. You have a promise from God. All the promises of God are yes and amen. What he's promised, he will fulfill. It may not be in my time and your time, but he will fulfill what he said he's going to do he's going to do it he said I will restore to you the years 
that the locusts have eaten. All the swarming things that swarms around us. He said, I will restore. The New American Standard Bible says, I will make up to you for the years that the locusts have eaten. I will make it up to you. I, I believe that this morning. I believe that this morning. How many believe that this morning? You believe what God has said. He's going to restore the, all those years that's been gone. Instead of saying, well, I'm waiting on Why don't you start saying it's mine. I'm going to get to that in a minute. We have to speak the word of God. Joel 2, 19, 21, and verse 26 and 27. Fear not, be glad, and rejoice, for the Lord will do great things. You will never again be ashamed. God's blessings. How many you, the Bible said feel after the Lord? You just reach out and just feel the Lord. Just catch a hold to the Lord and feel the presence of God. David said, Even if where I go, the presence of the Lord is there with me. He was in the cave of Dulum playing his harp. 600 vain men in debt, wicked men joined him. He changed all of them into mighty men of value. Wherever he was, he gave praise and sangs to God. How I many know we ought to give praise and praying to God regardless of where we are? And regardless of what's going on, we ought to sing and give praise to God. He's worthy of our praise. He's worthy of all of our praise that we give him. The glory of the Lord, the Bible said, fills the all the earth. It fills the all the earth. So you don't need to pray for the glory of the Lord to come. What? He's already here. He's here. God will restore those wasted years with blessings. Genesis 41. Joseph had two sons when he came to power. And this is what he said when he came to power. You have to remember he was in 13 years in prison. Went in there at age 17, come out to age of 30. David said they bruised his hands with chains. He, he, there he was in that prison house for 17 years. But God, I want you to notice when you read the word of God, don't read it, see Dick run, see Jane jump, don't see Rover, all that. It, it's just not a book that you read, it's spirit. It's written by holy men as the spirit of God moved upon them. It's not black and red letters. It is the spirit of the living God speaking to us. And this is what he said in the midst of all that crisis. This is what he said. His first son in verse 41, he named him Manasseh and said, God has made me forget all my troubles. Somebody ought to shout, amen. We're living in an angry world when a man will pull out a gun in a line of Chick-fil-A and shoot the one in front of him because he thought they were breaking in line. We're living in an angry world. But Joseph said, God has made me to forget all my troubles. Can I be bold this morning? No person will never move in the full blessings of God as long as they hold on to the troubles of the past. Something's got to be let go. When Ole McCashman was in charge of the, the flower thing down there, she said, anything comes through that door, what's next got to happen? Come on, somebody help me out. Now, you ought to go down there and look in there now. You're blessed if you can get in there. Don't hang on to your past. How many want the blessings of God? 
get rid of your past, move into your future, because that's where God is going to bless you with something new and something fresh. And the second son, he named him Ephraim. For God has caused me to be fruitful in the land of my afflictions. Brother James, he don't look like the man that was in the prison for 17 years or 13 years. His hair was probably grown out. He probably had a long beard. He probably didn't look too good. He probably didn't smell too good. But when the king sent to get him, the first thing they did, they shaved him, cleaned him up, and gave him a bath, and stood him before the king. And the king said, Where in the world can we find a man that has the Spirit of God in him like Joseph? In all of that crisis and troubles, he still had what with him? The Spirit of God and the glory of God was with him down there and how God had tremendously blessed him. Jeremiah 1 and 12 said, I will hearken my word and to perform it. Or I will hasten my word to perform it. Some people say, well, I wished he would sure hurry up and do it. The book of Daniel, the ninth chapter, Daniel prayed. And Michael showed up. One of the chief angels showed up suddenly. Just showed up and began to talk to him. How many times sometimes you pray and suddenly the Lord just shows up? Is that right? I mean, just suddenly he just shows up and just blesses you. The 10th chapter, beginning at the 10th chapter, he prayed, he fasted for 21 days, and nothing happened. Nothing happened. Fasting and praying and nothing happening. But on the 21st day, Gabriel shows up. Hallelujah. Somebody ought to shout hallelujah. When the angels of the presence of God shows up after 21 days, said, I heard you the first day. But I've been hindered. But here I am now. Sometimes God don't answer immediately. But he's going to answer your prayers. He's going to answer your prayers. The doctor told Starla when the surgery, I guess when it was over with or sometime during that time, he said, girl, God is with you. <laughs> I may believe God is with you in your crisis. God has his hand on you, whatever you are. When you don't know what the outcome's going to be, he knows what the outcome is, already is. Because we serve a God that I will. I will divinely, supernaturally restore unto you the years that's been lost. Promise of divine revelation. We read a commandment of the Sabbath year in Israel. On the seventh, seventh year, here's what the people said when he told them the land would have to lay out seven years on the seventh year and not work it. What shall we eat in the seventh year since we shall not have sown or gathered? We have no produce. Then the Lord says this, Then I will command my blessings on you in your sixth year and we will bring forth it will bring forth in the six years brother Don to feed you for three years Woo. how many believe the promises of God huh 
He said, in your sixth year, Diane, he said, I'll make it multiply so much that you'll have more than enough for three years till you get your next harvest. I will restore. I will restore. I'm looking for restoration, and I believe it's here. Praise God. The blessings of God is all around us. Everywhere we go, the blessings of God. The prophet Isaiah said this in Isaiah 62 and 6. Put the Lord in remembrance of his promises and keep not silent. He said, now remember the Lord. Remind the Lord of his promises. You ought to quote regularly. Probably do it, you ought to do it daily. The Lord's Prayer. Our Father which art what? In heaven. Give us what? You must gather from the Word of God daily to stay spiritually. To stay spiritually. They had to gather the manner daily. As is is in where? In heaven. Not up yonder. He's not talking about up yonder. I'll preach this for long. There's a difference in the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God. There's a difference. The kingdom of heaven is inside you. That's where he is. As it is where? In heaven. So it shall be where? In earth. This inward man has got to get right with God before the outward man can perform what God has called him to do. Give us this day a daily anointing. Give us this day a drank from the rock fresh anointed water something fresh and something to alive unto God supernatural and God told Isaiah to speak again in 43 and 26 put me in remembrance put me in remembrance ask and you shall what you ought to tell God now, I've been asking, and I'm wanting to receive. I've been seeking, and I want to receive, find. I've been knocking, and I want something open, because he, that's what he said. Everyone that asks does what? Receive. Everyone that seeketh does what? Everyone that knocks, it does what? It's going to be open. It may not be tomorrow, and it may be suddenly. It may be, Brother James Clayton, it may be a few years from now. But I believe what God has said, it will happen. I will restore unto you the things that I promised. Jesus said this in Mark 11. Isaiah 43 and 2 said, you shall say. He's talking about God. said, God, you said you're going to walk with me through the waters. David said, though I walk through the valley of what? Whatever you're going through with, you can rest assured that who's with you? God is with you. The Bible said when Jesus told them he was going back to heaven for them to go back to Jerusalem, they went worshiping, praising God with joy. You can have joy, not have power. Acts 8, they had joy, but they didn't have no power. We must have power to do what God has called us to do. We must work 
what God has called us to work. You have to work it and make it come forth. This is what he said, the Shumanite woman. You find this four times as she went. What did she say? All is what? All you mothers, you ought to start saying all is well with your children. Hmm? It doesn't matter what's going on in their life. You ought to say all is well with your grandchildren. Well, they're not living under my roof. It doesn't make any difference. God hears your prayers. He hears your prayers. She was driving that donkey. Said, don't mind me. All is what? Where was the son? Dead. But she was riding that donkey and she was saying what? When she got before the prophet, he asked her what's wrong. She said three times, all is well. All is well. I tell you, she had something in her heart. God had given her a promise, and this promise has died. How I many God has given you a promise, and you have not seen the effects of it yet? Maybe it's dead, but why don't you rise up and say, all is well. The promise is going to come alive. And she got what she was saying. Because she kept saying, in the midst of the crisis, all is what? And the word Hebrew there means what? Health. When you think about health, don't just think about your physical body. I mean, a lot of times your spiritual mind needs to be healed, right? Sometimes your spirit needs to be healed. No doubt Starla had a lot of things going through her mind as she laid there in that hospital room getting ready. She may testify about it later, getting ready for surgery. Keith and Gina couldn't be in the hospital. She was in there by herself. You can't help things going through your mind. You can't help it, church. I don't care. If anybody can, if anybody can help it, how about it come to me after this church service and tell me how you do it? I'd like to know how you do keep things from coming to your mind. I tell you, they just come through my mind like lightning sometimes. But the Bible says you take no thought. You don't take that thing and bring it into you. You submit yourself to God and resist the devil, and that thing will flee you. Some people will tell you, said, y'all take care. Is that right? Anybody ever told you to take care? Huh? But the Bible said take care of nothing. Huh? Well, who, who are we going to believe them? You take care or are we going to believe what the Bible says? Take care of nothing. When that thought comes into you, this contrary, it's hallelujah. I'm going to preach myself happy. Y'all may have to shut me down. I hadn't been able to preach in what? I don't know how long. Jesus told the disciples, said, in three days I'm going to die, but I'm going to get myself back up. And Peter spoke up, said, not so, my Lord. And what did Jesus say to him? Come on. Get thee behind me, Satan. You say, well, that was rude. Any thought that comes in our mind is not according to the plan of God. We should rise up and tell that spirit to get behind us because it's not the plan and the will of God for our lives. That's what Jesus was talking about. Peter, you don't know the will of God. You're operating under the influence of the spirit, the evil spirit. We got to operate in the spirit of God. In the spirit of God. Amen. Hindrance in our lives. We have hindrance in our lives. Things that hinders us and keeps us from doing what God wants us to do. Jesus said this in Mark 11, 22 and 24. Have faith in God. I say unto you, 
Whosoever will say to this mountain, be removed and be thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart. Notice the word heart. There's three kinds of faith that the Bible speaks of. One of them is head faith. One of them is knowledge faith of the word of God. And the other one is heart faith. When you have heart faith. He said, if you got this faith in your heart, what he tells him, he said, if you got this faith in your heart, but you believe what he says will come to pass, he will have whatsoever he saith. Therefore, I say unto you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you will receive them, and ye shall what? Have them. The mountain represents obstacles. Everybody that lives for God, I don't care how spiritual you are and how much you pray and how much you fast and how much you read the Word of God, you have some obstacles at times in your life. It's not that you've done anything wrong. It's just a way of living. Obstacles. What are some of these obstacles? Pain. Sickness. Marriage problems. The list is endless. But we're to tell those things to be what? Removed. Ask them to be removed. Jeremiah 5.14 says this. Of the Lord of hosts. Because you speak this word indeed. I will make my words in your mouth fire. He said because you speak my words. I will make my words in your mouth fire and it will devour your enemy when we speak the word of God in faith faith is a substance substance there means confidence Hebrews talks a lot about our confidence in God cast not away your confidence in God hold fast to our confidence in God let me read that again because you speak this word, indeed, will I make my words in your mouth fire. Isaiah 33 and 24. The inhabitants shall not say, I am sick. He said, now, the inhabitants shall not say what? I am sick. But I am going to what? Recover. Because God has given me a promise. I'm going to recover. I am going to get better. Things is going to turn in my favor. That's what he says here. I like what Keith said about his mother. I remember when we were very small. My dad got hurt. And carried him to Brooks' hospital and then they carried him to Dallas and he stayed out there many I don't know weeks our mother couldn't go out there she had five small children and had no way to go anyhow and it wasn't like it is nowadays wasn't no welfare anything to help you but I remember hearing her pray but one day particularly I heard her pray and I went to check on her she was down on the ground praying weeping crying God don't let my children get hurt. Keep my children. 
praying, praying for your children, as this mother did. And she saw her dead son get up because she prayed. He said, don't let the habits, the inhabits of Israel, don't let them say, I'm sick. And the people who dwell there shall be forgiven of their iniquities. God says, I am the God that heals you and also forgives you of all your sin. This mother went speaking all as well. She was mixing faith and words together as she went. I read the other day, this mother, her father was in the hospital and been in a coma for quite some time. And the doctors told us that according to medical science and everything we know, he can't live. He'll live like that or he'll die like that. There's nothing else we can do. She had a little boy who was six years of age. He loved his grandpa. He loved his papa. So he asked his mother to take him to the hospital. This six-year-old stand beside this bed of his papa, childlike faith. He sort of quotes the scripture of the four that bared Jesus, the man to Jesus with a paraplegic had never walked. And Jesus told him, says, thy sins are forgiven. Take up your bed and do what? And go home. This six-year-old boy stood there, childlike faith, said, Papa, get up and go home. Get up and go home. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. The next day, he asked his mother to take him back. She did. He stand beside the bed. God is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. And I will say to the, all of you that's been cooking food and helping Care Starla back and forth, Little Rock. You're going the second mile. I want you to get ready. God is going to bless you tremendously for your extra efforts. God sees what goes on. And he's going to pour you out a blessing. So she carries him back. He stands beside that bed. This man is in a coma. Not never going to wake up. He's going to die like that. What did he say? What? Papa, get up and do what? Go home. What Jesus tells the man that's been a paraplegic for 40 years, get up and do what? And go home. Childlike faith. The Bible said the children shall lead them. It goes on day in and day out. He'd asked his mama to take me. She'd take him. He'd go in there and stand beside the bed. What would he say? What would he say? Papa, get up and go home. What did Papa do? Didn't do nothing. God hears prayers on his time. He answers when it's right for him. On day 30, he wanted to go back. His mama carried him back. Thank God for your mothers that looks after you. What happened one on the 30th day when he walked in that room with childlike faith? He didn't see a dead papa 
What did he see? And what did he say? Papa do what? Get up and go home. Papa opened his eyes and looked around. Papa got up and went home. You can have whatsoever you ask if you don't doubt in your heart. The woman, the mother, didn't doubt that the prophet would raise her son from the dead. She had no doubt that was going to happen. And the doctor that was in charge wrote, like in a medical journal, he wrote a message about the situation. And this is what he wrote. No medical science and no medical doctors. Anything we know did not help this man get up. It was the Almighty God. Listen, it's the Almighty God that help you through your crisis. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Never keep, take your eyes off of Jesus. Keep looking at Jesus. For 30 days, get up and go home. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy 15, 4 says, There shall be no poor among you. God will richly bless you. There shall be no poor among you. God will what? Bless you. Going to bless you. I agree with Brother Don. I think about this a lot of times. And I'm so thankful what God has kept me from through the years. Things I could have got into or I might be. Jesus asked the father that brought his son to him that threw himself in the fire and in the river sometime. And Jesus said, do you really believe I can do this? Disciples had failed. They couldn't do it. And the father said, yes, but do what? My God, Paul says, shall supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory. He is the author of faith. He'll supply you the faith that you need to speak the word of God, which is a seed, which is spirit, and which is life into the crisis in a life or in your situation and that word and that seed which is spirit will give life to whatever is dead he'll raise it up God gives the increase he's an increaser he gives increase hallelujah and he goes on to say he gives seed to the sower how many gods ever give you a thought and you didn't do anything about it. When God gives you a word, go sow that word in faith. He will give you faith to believe that that's going to come up and produce a mighty harvest in your life. Laman met his, Jacob met his match when he met his father-in-law, Laman. He deceived him about Rachel. He had to work seven years to get her. And he said it just seemed like it was just a day. He actually, he had to work 14 years to get her. Because he loved Rachel. Genesis 39. And says, and God saw 
that Jacob did not love Leith. She was not loved. She wanted love, but she didn't ever get love from Jacob. She produced him six children trying to win his love, but never she won his love. I'm saying this to you mothers this morning on Mother's Day. Rachel was Jacob's beloved. He loved Rachel. Rachel gave him Joseph, whom he loved more than all of the other sons. And he didn't show and let it hide. He showed partiality. Then Benjamin comes along. He loves Benjamin. Benjamin was his beloved. He loved Benjamin. He loved Joseph. But he never all those years loved Rachel. I mean, Leith. How I many you know that God never forgets your good deeds? Never. It came time that God was going to pick some men. And he was going to divide Israel up. Some said it was two million. Some said it was three million. I don't know. But he was going to divide them up into 12 tribes. He's going to have 12 tribes. And God named six of those tribes after Leith's children. He recognized, oh, I don't know whether that means anything to you or not, but when I read this the other day, it just made my heart gratitude for our mothers. God saw Leith's love. He named six tribes after her sons. Reference and showing gratitude to her. Then he gets ready to name the tribe that Jesus would come from. He didn't choose the beloved Joseph or the beloved Benjamin that Jacob loved so much. He didn't choose them, but even the Rachel was loved. He reached back, Brother Al Martin, he chose one of Leith's sons called Judah. When she gave birth to Judah, she said, I'll name him Judah. Praise ye the Lord. Jesus came after the mother that was not loved by Jacob to reference her and show her honor. Until this day, it still rings in Israel that Jesus came from the tribe of Judah. I want you to know, regardless of what's happening in your life today, God loves you. He loves you. Mark 2 and 5, he said, Son, your sins are forgiven. Your sins are forgiven. Take up your bed and go home. What the little boy tells his granddaddy? Papa, do what? Get up and do what? And go home. The 30th day, he opened his eyes, looked around, got up, went home. Isn't that a marvelous story? If it happened in Jesus' day, it happened in our day. And it still happened to those that have faith in their heart and speak the word of God. Daniel prayed. Daniel 9, and what happened? Angel shows up, Brother Mike, suddenly. 
He prays the 10th chapter, 21 days, fasting, praying, fasting, praying, 21 days, nothing happening. The angel said, I heard you the first day, but I've been hindered, and I've come to help you. I want you to know that God comes to help you. It may take some time, not according to our schedule, but he's always on time. When the fullness of time came, after 6,000 years, Jesus was born. Supernatural, divine restoration and restoration. Could we pray? Before we pray, though, we're not going to lay hands on anybody today. But if you'd like to have a special prayer, we're going to ask you to do something. You come to front if you'd like to, for us to pray over you. Let me read you this in John 4:50. Jesus heals the nobleman's son and said, The man believed the word. Jesus spoke to him, and he went home. He believed the word that Jesus spoke to him, and he went home. And what did he find when he got home? What? The son was what? Healed. Healed. Because he believed the spoken word that was spoken. And then the centurion general came to see Jesus in Matthew 8 and 8. And he said, if you will speak the word only, my servant will be healed. He was 25 miles from home, the centurion was. But when Jesus spoke the word, immediately the man was what? Healed. Now, if you like prayer this morning, we're going to pray over you. If you come and you'll stand six foot apart, we're not going to let it go. We're going to pray over you. We're going to speak the word of God over you. And God says, I will restore. I will set you free. I will praise God. 